What is up, everybody? Welcome into episode 207 of The Cut. I am one of your hosts, Christian Williams. I am here with Randy Hall. Randy, how are you doing? <laughs> I am doing good, Christian. No, I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing good. This is a good week of watching some combine. Not uh, too hefty of a week at work, so let's keep it going. Yeah, yeah, man. The the combine has been ultra exciting this week. Um, I I feel like this is the the most excited I've been for a combine in a very long time. Obviously, I think that this podcast has something to do with that, but uh, it's been it's been a good week for sure. Um, again, thank you guys for joining us. Make sure you click that subscribe or follow and then follow us on socials at the cut FFL. And as always, we're still looking for some more five-star ratings. So if you like our mediocre content, just, uh, scroll down, click the five-star scroll back up, continue with your life. Uh, today we're going to be talking, of course, about the NFL combine. Uh, we also have an interview with Brandon Park, and we are doing our Superflex Rookie Dynasty Mock Draft 2.0. That's going to be exciting. I kind of have a feeling who the first two picks are going to be, uh, but other than that, it's going to be live picks. And let's get started. I can't wait to talk about the Combine, so we're going to get right into it. Um, first, I want to talk about Tua Tagovailoa. Obviously, Coming into the combine, the questions surrounding him were all health concerns. What did you think of the news that two is going to be back on March 9th, full month of prep for his pro day? He'll be good to go. What did you think? Excited. That's what we want to hear. I don't want I don't want to go into the draft with Tua just rolled his ankle and his pro day or something. Like yeah. we need we need him healthy. I I really I don't want Tua to get hurt for the rest of his career. Odds are he will. I understand that. I'm just saying. He's a great quarterback. We, I mean, the league needs great quarterback play. I don't, I don't want to see Nick Foles forever. I, I don't want to see. <laughs> I was glad Eli Manning was gone. I mean, we got to keep going with these good young guys. So, assuming that Tua is full go on March 9th, has that full month to prepare. Jesus Christ, uh, <laughs> to prepare. Uh, I'm leaving that in, too. I'm not even going to cut it. I don't even care tonight. Um, <laughs> uh, so assuming he has that full month to prepare, do you think that he's locked in as a top five pick then? Yeah, I think he should be. I mean, he's a phenomenal quarterback. I Everyone forever from now on is going to be saying, if he's healthy, he's one of the best quarterbacks. He's so fluid when he plays quarterback. There's a reason that for forever it was a lock that he was the best quarterback in this draft. Obviously, Burrow had a historic season. He deserves to be the top quarterback in this class, and he is. Uh-huh. It's just Tua is incredible, too. There's no doubt about it. It's If he can be healthy, he's going to be a perennial all-pro. It's, just, it's a lock at a certain point. He is just so good in the pocket. His major problem is he holds on the ball a bit too long and that's why he gets hurt uh but i think i mean that's going to get fixed to a certain extent the coaches aren't going to let him get hit <laughs> as best they can so right the only problem is most of the places he might end up don't really have a good old line so yeah yeah hopefully i kind of hope for Tua's sake that he doesn't go to miami just for the sorry state of their offensive line i know they can address it 
with their other picks in this draft. But with how the offensive tackles were at the combine this week, the top four at least, I don't see one of those guys getting back to the Dolphins um, at 18. So I, I hope that Tua gets into a situation where he can stay healthy. And and I think that teams are going to be cautious with him no matter what. Even if he is cleared, has a month to prep for his pro day, shows out, drafted top five, I still think they might halfway redshirt him um, just to make sure that they have the, the right protection around him. Yeah, I mean, it just... I think if if we're safely assuming that he's a dolphin, they have Fitzpatrick. Uh, there's a chance he wins the job in camp, but they're going to be slow with him. He's going to be he's going to be 100 percent before he touches the field. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, we can move on to another quarterback that obviously I've talked about quite a bit. He is my number three quarterback. It's Jordan Love. Um, we're actually not going to talk too much about his on-field production. He had a decent combine he didn't do anything outstanding to kind of separate himself from that grouping of quarterbacks but the one quote that I pulled from his media day is he was asked about his 8 million interceptions in 2019 and he said if I didn't want to talk about my interceptions I shouldn't have thrown them and he is basically owning up to the fact that he didn't perform the way he wanted to in 2019 Randy, do you see that comment as a positive? Do you think that uh, it's going to be a, a learning uh, a learning point for him where he can take those 97, 8 million interceptions? How many ever he threw? I try to ignore that. Um, and, and do you think he's going to improve because of that? I would hope so. And there's uh, definitely an excuse to be had, I guess, of just lack of talent around him. Uh, I, I really do like Jordan Love's game. Uh, I do like this approach. It shows accountability, uh, a bit of coachability as well, but some leadership to an extent too of, hey, I screwed up. I shouldn't have thrown those picks. I'm going to get better. And it only comes with time if we see if he gets better. Hopefully he doesn't need LASIK down the road like Jameis, but uh, he's, he's, a, he's a guy I really do like. I don't think he should play at least for half this year. I'd love it if he redshirted basically the whole year. I think it would have – I don't want to make the comp that everyone makes. I, I think he would have a really good second year. I'm just going to avoid that comp <laughs> and just go on. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't say that. We don't want to put that on Jordan Love. I know a lot of people have been. They talk about it on the, the NFL Combine broadcast, uh, how it's slightly unfair that he's getting these comps. We're not even going to say the guy's name. Uh, we don't want to put that on for we definitely have, yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so Jordan Love's still my quarterback three, though pro days matter here. Um, yes, and, and normally I don't put too much weight into pro days because they're obviously tailored for the their their players, they put them in situations that they're going to succeed in. Um, but with quarterbacks, it's a little easier to evaluate a lot of teams. If there's uh, like weather concerns, they'll they'll simulate rain. They'll simulate things that yeah. They'll, they'll have the wet balls and everything out. It's, right. Yeah. I but, I mean it's he, I just don't think I think he had a good day. I don't think he separated himself in any way as a third guy for sure. Herbert had a great week too. Um, I know we're gonna talk about a little bit later, but it, there's he was kind of he proved his tape and then 
that was it. So yeah. that's not a bad thing. I mean, it's it's not like he came out and threw interceptions against no one. So I mean, <laughs> that's, <a good> thing. <laughs> that's what Fromm basically did. I mean, uh, <laughs> we'll get there, man. We'll get there. Um, all right, let's talk about my boy Isaiah Simmons. Just uh, had some Twitter fingers said he's going number two if the Redskins stay there. Randy's trying to talk me off that ledge. I think yeah, because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. This dude is a freak of nature. I'm gonna read his his combine numbers. Um, so he he measured in at six four two thirty eight. Massive human being. Kind of skinny. Thin frame. I don't care. Uh, that allowed him to have a four three nine unofficial forty time. I believe he has an official time now. We're recording late Saturday night. Uh, the official time should be out. Haven't seen him yet. Had to give you some mediocrity here. Uh, 33 and 3 eighths inch arms, which is crazy. That's like offensive lineman arms. Um, 39 inch vertical, which I believe is a record for a linebacker, uh, or it was until the other linebacker beat him. Uh, He actually came in second on the vertical jump. But then his 11 foot broad jump was what literally I, I yelled, I shouted because I was so excited when they, they showed the the coverage of that before they tested the forties. Nikki was sitting in here with me and she goes, what are you doing? I said, this dude just jumped 11 feet from a standing position. Of course I'm going to get excited. Randy, what'd you think of Isaiah Simmons? I'll talk about him too long. You talk about him. I mean, (laughs) other than maybe, being a slight bit faster than we expected. I don't understand all the hype, really. I mean, yeah, this is Isaiah Simmons. This is a top 10 talent on anyone's board, and we're surprised that he's a physical freak as he plays six positions. Why are we this upset? Like, why, why are we all hot and bothered over this? Is If he didn't do this, we'd be panicking. Like, See, yes, it, yes, it, yes. No, this is not yes or no. This is what he weighs. This is, I mean, his arms are a little bit longer than I thought. I think he is an explosive player in all aspects, so I'm not shocked that he has a very mm-hmm. high vertical and a good broad jump. If he would have had less than 10 broad jump, I would have been shocked. If he had less than 35 vertical, I would have been shocked. This, I mean, it, I love Isaiah Simmons. These are great numbers. I'm just saying this doesn't improve the tape. This just, it. It's yeah. exactly like Jordan Love. This is what we should have had. He's a little bit faster, which means he can play all over the field, which we knew. Yeah, that that's probably fair. Yeah. But Small, and the smaller frame keeps him out of the middle of linebacker spot as much as it could for other guys. Well, uh, I also think that he's 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 got a, a, an interesting frame because he is six four. He's basically Slender Man, like. Uh, don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, he's he's a really skinny dude, and and I do agree with you. I don't think he's a middle linebacker, but my argument with him going so high in this draft is we have never seen a player quite like Isaiah Simmons. I think he can play receiver if they want him to. I don't know how his hands are, but he had asked. I, I don't know if you heard on the the broadcast tonight. He had asked uh, Dabo if he could play receiver, and they said no. We need to keep you healthy because you play all the other freaking positions on defense. But yeah. he wants to. Maybe maybe a team gets him and he's a two-way player. Maybe. 
I, I don't see I that know. ever happening. Um, <laughs> but you know, maybe if it's the Patriots somehow, but I, I don't know how the hell that would happen. So uh, my thing with, with Isaiah Simmons is he is Taysom Hill on defense, but to a level that we've never seen, obviously. So he's just a versatile guy. I want him to go number two overall. I think it makes sense. I think Randy that's outlandish, but it's fine. <laughs> you're, you're allowed to love players, man. I, yeah. I won't. I love Isaiah Simmons. I just not a crazy person. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I am a little crazy. All right. We, we're, I'm, we're moving on. I'm tired of you. I, this has been hours of text messages. We're moving on from Simmons. That, that is fair. Uh, so let's talk about Henry Ruggs. Um, I know we're kind of going out of order based on positions, but okay. that, that's okay. Uh, so Henry Ruggs ran a 4.2740. He didn't break the record like everybody kind of expected him to. He had the third fastest 10-yard split in the history of the Combine. Are you disappointed that he didn't break the record, or are you kind of just chalking it up as this guy's a 4-2 guy and it doesn't effing matter? Yeah, I'm kind of chalking it up as that. I think uh, maybe out of a bit of like Combine fandom greed, I'm disappointed he didn't break it. Uh, but, I mean, just to be this whole time, yeah, he's – he has a shot to break it. It's ridiculous. <laughs> like he ran a four two seven, and guess what? He can run routes. Guess who can't run routes? John Ross. <laughs> John yeah. Ross runs straight. He beats everyone. He does that very well. He does have a better route tree than when he came out. I'll give him that. But <laughs> Ruggs is a lot better receiver coming out, and he runs almost as fast. Yeah, and. Honestly, I saw that some people had uh, like timed him with their their hands. What what do you call that? Jesus Christ! Stopwatch. Yeah, with their stopwatch. Oh my lord! Um, but they had timed him with their stopwatches at four two three. I think was the lowest I saw. So it's not like he uh, he was that far off. And yeah. and cats are going to use those numbers um, more often than they're not. So I'm more interested to see if he's going to uh, run at the Bama com uh, Bama Pro Day just to try and beat it. See if I'm him, I don't think he I should. He was icing after his second run, and he had yeah. to sit out the rest. I, I think, think he should. He he should be just running routes. That's it. Yeah. Well, and and here's the the thing that. I, it makes me think that I need to go back and watch a little more rugs. And it's not that he ran a four two instead. He jumped. He has a vertical of 42 inches. I don't think I expected that watching his tape. I thought that was the more shocking number. Um, I, I know that he's an athlete. I get that. But 42 inches was good for tied for second with Jalen Rager. Um, who's just yeah. a physical freak. I mean, I there's not really much people that disappointed in like the jumping or physical explosion. The 40 can be somewhat disappointing here and there, but that can just be adding weight for the combine. That can be just having a bad start for those two times. That can be tweaking your hamstring. I mean, there's plenty of guys that are leaving the combine injured right now. Yeah. <laughs> just because of the 40 alone. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think this was overall impressive by almost everyone, and it's just insane in general. I yeah, 
Yeah, and so Henry Ruggs nor Isaiah Simmons made our winners list that we are about to get into. That's just because we talked about them already. Um, Jordan Love almost made the winners list. I didn't put him there. Uh, but like I said, we talked about him and, and what we felt he did on Thursday. Let's get into our winners for the week. Again, we're recording this Saturday. We don't have the defensive backs in here. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I guess we have Isaiah Simmons in here, so that kind of counts. Uh, but he, yeah. he obviously worked out with the linebackers because he's a linebacker. But the winners. All right, I'll, I'll start. Uh, the first guy I put in here is Jalen Hurts. Um, Jalen Hurts was interesting to me. I thought that Twitter, draft Twitter, was a little split on this. I did hear that not every team liked what they heard from Hertz in terms of interviews. They basically said that he kind of rubs them the wrong way. Um, I don't know how you can look at someone like Jalen Hertz and say that, but I thought that the thing that really made him a winner this week was his improved technique, his footwork, getting to uh, the back of his drops quickly and his arm talent was actually surprising i intently watched his his deep balls because that was the one thing that i thought man this this might hurt him and they were fine they weren't great he had some some overthrows on the the deep slant um he had a couple of underthrown uh go routes but overall i thought jalen hurts had a really good combine yeah yeah, he's great. I, I saw you arguing with people on uh, Twitter yesterday. Yes. Uh, which is fine. I, people are going to be split on Hertz this whole time. Uh, I did see the term prickly personality given off to the teams and meetings. Um, I He's kind of a quiet, confident guy, so I, I could see that. I I just – he improved a lot since the end of the season. And even since Senior Bowl, I, I really like how he got rid of that hitch he had. He looks smooth again. We're not going to be able to see him in an actual game-type situation before the draft. So maybe that worries teams a bit. Um, I think it should to an extent, but I think he's shown to be an extremely hard worker that's succeeded in a bunch of different offenses, and uh, it it seemed he was more, he's getting more confident in his arm, it seems, which is great. So I, I think he's a clear winner. I'm not saying he's a first rounder. If you are, you're ridiculous. But if you're saying he's a fourth rounder or fifth rounder, you're also ridiculous. Yeah. He's, a, he's a, in my eyes, he's a third round talent that will go in the second round because he's a quarterback. Um, if he gets in the right situation and can sit and learn, he is going to be a lethal weapon. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I have a second round grade on him. Right now, I think that's yeah. right. This this the sweet spot for him. I think that's where he'll go. I don't. I tossed around the idea in in my head of him sneaking into the first, but there's just too many good quarterbacks this year, man. He's he's I think quarterback six for me, and that's I mean the other five I have first round grades on. So yeah, in in fairness, I. Have obviously first round grade on the first two, and then kind of barely first round grades on Herbert and Love. 
I think they're going to be their top 15 locks. Don't get me wrong. I'm just, and Easton's my only second round. So I think there's a clear kind of distinction between a few of them. And from, I have like fourth or whatever. I mean, he's (laughs) maybe less now. Yeah, we'll we'll get to him. He keeps he keeps coming up, but we'll we'll talk to him. Unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> poor guy. All right, you mentioned Justin Herbert. Talk to me about his uh, combine the other day. Uh, his workout was great. He was fast. Uh, footwork was a little slow in all the passing drills, but it looked like he was just relaxed and just wasn't taking it like a live or die. He was letting the ball rip, and that arm talent's ridiculous, guys. <laughs> he can hit every throw. He was probably the only quarterback i saw that didn't really have like late throws on the in routes and slant routes really um a little bit high a couple times but all the other guys kind of were thrown behind and really definitely throwing high but those deep balls for sure were just almost pinpoint on everyone there's one or two that the receiver had to somewhat stop and turn a bit but it's fine <laughs> i think he he did what he had to do here I think he's, I mean, he's clearly cemented himself as a first rounder at this point. I think he improved his off field leadership concern type deal. Um, People are concerned that he's just quiet. He had a good year this year. Not great, but he's figuring it out. I think he's, I don't even remember who he's working with, uh, but I think they've gotten a lot right. And I'm excited for him at the next level, mainly because I expect him to be a charger at this point. And with those weapons, I think he can flourish. I don't think he should start right away again. Same with Love. Um, I, I, he just needs to – his processing is bad. It's just it how is. it is. But there's plenty of coaches in this league that can get you one read and then let you be a little bit mobile for your second read, which yeah. is what he's going to be perfect at. That's what Pat Mahomes does. I'm not comparing him to Pat Mahomes, though. Yeah, We don't do that on this podcast. Um, <laughs> one, one thing with Herbert, and they mentioned it on the broadcast, but it was pretty evident – uh, it looks like he's aiming the ball when he throws. I, I don't know if – I mean, Randy, I know you know baseball a little bit, but when I was growing up and I was pitching, I always got yelled at for aiming the ball not just slinging it. Same thing with Herbert, obviously a different sport, but it looks like he's just trying to be precise where if he lets it go and he, he just slings it, he's going to be a lot better off. And I think, like you said, coaching will get him there eventually. Um He's got a lot of potential, and I think his pro day does matter. Uh, he's probably going to end up my quarterback three, even though I love Jordan Love. Um, <laughs> I, I also don't necessarily understand why everyone – in baseball, pitching, that is a bad thing. I get that. Uh, but you also do aim for certain pitches in certain situations. Right. And let's be real, most of what Tom Brady does over the middle is aim. Yeah. And he aims low to make sure Edelman doesn't die. Yep. Because he had Wes Welker that died. <laughs> he learned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but so you, you're like, it's shit, It's not like a detriment that he's really good at pinpointing where he wants the ball. That's what yeah. he should be. And guess what? That's what Tua does better than anyone in this class. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I tend to forget that because I haven't seen Tua play. Yeah, he hasn't played. Yeah. <laughs> 87 years. Um, all right, let's move on to our third winner. It was Cole Komet. I don't have much to say about Cole Komet. Other than he was a lot faster than I expected at his size. I thought he had a great 40. I thought he had a great gauntlet. Um, he, he stayed in line almost the entire time. If he drifted, he was drifting back towards the ball, which is always a good thing. And he caught every pass. 
Um, and overall, I think Cole Komet just showed that he's a little more athletic than people thought. I, I know that um, he's gotten some some crazy comps. I've been uh, someone who's comped him to Gronk. Uh, but I actually, the comp I stuck with was young Jason Witten. And I think he showed that at the combine this week. Yeah, he came in with good size and good strength as well. I, I think he just cemented himself as near the top, at least, for the tight end position. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's kind of a pick your poison for your team at that point. So, Yeah. Um, number four, we have Justin Jefferson. Again, not a lot to talk about Justin Jefferson, but when his 40 time popped up, uh, I almost shit my pants because I did <laughs> not think Justin Jefferson was that fast. No. I don't think anyone did. So when that 40 time, he ran in the four fours, um, which is just absolutely insane. Uh, you don't see that on tape because he's such a good route runner that he never needs to run that fast, I don't think. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was faster than Swift. He, right. <laughs> and, and that is not anything I expected. I know that probably comes down to some technique as well because I think Swift plays faster. His play speed is a lot faster yeah. than Justin Jefferson. But I thought Justin Jefferson just because of his 40s time alone. And I know, Randy, you yell at me because I put a lot of weight into the combine sometimes and I get overexcited. But I really do think that that 40 time is going to get Justin Jefferson locked in as a first-round pick. Oh, yeah. Though, it's, it's not even locked in first round. It's locked in top 20. Yeah. So yeah. The, the Eagles, Bills, Patriots, Saints, Pat, like people are going to have to trade up for this guy now. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Yes, and let's talk about another wide receiver. Randy, talk to me about uh, Chase Claypool's day because it was insane. I thought thought you were talking about wide receivers. (laughs) Oh, yeah, sorry. We jumped back to tight end. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I I mean, what an incredible day for this kid. I mean, (laughs) it's, it's, we spent it, well, not we. Draft Twitter spent an entire month telling us this guy's a tight end. First day comes in size. It looks like a tight end. <laughs> he, so he he's now bigger, more explosive, and faster than Evan Ingram coming out. Yep. Like let's let's let that sink in. That, that that's basically what he should be at this level. And he is a willing blocker. He is a fantastic special teams player that loves doing it. I think whoever drafts this guy. I really don't think second round, but I could see it because of the all-around play style. Um, I think in the 50s, 60s, that's probably there's teams like the the Bears, Packers, uh, Seahawks to an extent maybe, if they want to develop him a little bit more. I mean, there's plenty. I I think there's so many teams that could use this guy's first skill set, and I know the Patriots are going to be trying to get him because of him being a huge special teams guy, and that's that's a huge check mark on their team boxes. Yeah. I so Claypool, I saw a stat today that only him and Calvin Johnson had the type of numbers uh at that size. But that's considering him a wide receiver. I know he kind of put to rest that he needs to be a tight end, but I do think that he still would benefit from lining up at tight end because his tape sucks. Like I had a yeah. A late round well, grade with him, fourth or fifth, I think. Which I mean, I'm not obviously he's still a fourth or fifth round pick. That's not terrible in this class, but I don't think that he 
is that good on the outside as a receiver. Yeah, he's not. Uh, he should I, be. I think he – I'm not even sure we should classify him as wide receiver tight end. This guy's just an athlete on the offensive side of the field. It's going to be a matchup nightmare wherever he's at. I, I think he just proved a lot this week. And, I mean, I, I'm sure he's going to do some stuff at his pro day. Uh, I think if he goes through some blocking drills there as well as some route running, just shows everything he can do. I think he's going to submit himself maybe in that second round, which is crazy, uh, before this week. And this, he's one of the biggest, like, oh my God, the combine saved it's Yeah. But I don't think, I don't, the fact that we were trying to put him as a tight end, which again, he probably still should be, just shot him up the boards. Yeah. It's not even, it's not even fair for people like Hunter Bryan and Cole Komet that they're going to be competing against this guy now. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think Chase Claypool could end up in the first if he shows a willingness to move to tight end. He, I, it's a, that's it's hard really, for me to say. It's I, I won't say, it, but because I, it's hard, it's almost impossible for me to even say Cole Komet should be a first round pick. That's why. That's fair. I, it's just there's but, just no chance for me there. But like we said, if he moves to tight end, he's tight end one. No debate. Um, let's move on to depends. Depends. Yeah. He's not. He's not a great blocker. Yeah. He's a willing blocker. He's a good blocker for t- a wide receiver. Yeah. Fair. Um, let's move on to another freak of nature. My boy, you just, you just talk for a while. <laughs> my boy, Denzel Mims. I'll tell you what, I had a second round grade on him coming into the combine. Um, I don't think Randy knew that when I started freaking out on Thursday when Denzel Mims ran in the four threes as a six, three, 200 some odd pound. I don't even have those stats here. Um, not only did he do that, he had an incredible vertical jump. I think he was fourth or something like that out of all the receivers there. He was also uh, really high in his broad jump um, in terms of his ranking amongst his peers. But everything that I saw just kind of reinforced what I saw on tape, and that is that Denzel Mims has the potential to be one of the best receivers. I will not say he has the potential to be the best because I don't want to shoot myself in the foot here, but I think he has the potential to be one of the best receivers in this draft class. And I think that what he did at the combine is going to put him in the second round. I know Randy, you told me to hold my horses, but it was yes, because he ran, he ran a 40 and then I was getting 17 text messages. Yes, I, I won't speak on my language of back to you, but uh, there was <laughs> I was trying to calm you down, really. I, I mean, what a day for him, really. Uh, definitely up there with Claypool, really, and just winning the week. Um, I, I have a lot of questions about him still. Um, I will say fairly, I have not fully scouted him. We've been moving around so many positions. I didn't get to the 20th fifth receiver on my list not saying he's wide receiver 25 don't get me wrong <laughs> right, right he was just 25th on my list <laughs> yeah yeah fair uh but yeah i what a week i mean he deserves a lot of praise and i i think i, I think after only watching like one and a half games on him i would generally say i would have a third or fourth round grade on him i think after this week i think that guarantees a third and then if you move up in the second i'm not gonna say i'm shocked Right. Yeah, he he's 
I'm not going to say where he's ranked on my wide receiver rankings uh, just yet because I'm going to go back and watch some more tape. Yeah. Um, um, uh, just, <laughs> I mean, we get, yeah. There's, we've got I gotta a lot do of more guys listed. A few yeah. more winners at running back here. Cam Akers and Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> they were fast. They're fast, <laughs> and it helped out a lot. Cam Akers, a top recruit coming out, kind of proved it here. Good for him. Uh, he didn't have great testing all around, but he was fast. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think he could fix that. And I'm going to bring up my dude that you yelled at me during our running back <laughs> rankings episode for having him ninth, I believe. Yeah. The, the six foot, like 250 running back that runs a 4-5-40. My only knock on A.J. Dillon, that is, is he does at times not want to be that brute force front, like north and south runner. He likes yeah. to. He has moves. He does. He likes mm-hmm. to use them. But if he can be a little bit more Derrick Henry in there, holy hell. <laughs> he's gonna, yeah, man. And he's going to be, at best, a fourth-round pick. Let's be real here. But yeah. he could be a steel rotational guy, and I'd love it. And I just – there's a couple guys that I called my shot on that look yeah. great this week, and I'm very happy. <laughs> yeah, man. I'll, I'll give you credit on A.J. Dillon, and then I will bring up um, Michael Pittman – I said hey. he was slow, and I you, started. You said him. You said him and Dylan are and slow Dylan as hell. Slow. I know, and they both at, came out and ran four fives. Right, Pittman was in the four fives. Yeah, you. At one point, you jokingly told me they would both die in the zombie apocalypse because they couldn't get away. Yeah, and I was, and I laughed, but they, yeah. they proved you wrong. Yeah, they they look a lot slower on tape. I'll say that they do, but. I was more impressed with Michael Pittman because he came out and had a day similar to Chase Claypool. He just athletically uh, broke the scales and with his, with his production, with his tape, plus that combine, I think Michael Pittman has to be a second round receiver now. Um, I know we had talked about him third. So, and and when I say a second round receiver, I don't necessarily guarantee that he's going to get drafted there that's just kind of the grade i put on him yeah. obviously that the runs on different positions like offensive tackle which i will touch on here in a second um that's going to push receivers back a little bit so not we're not going to be mel kuyper here and say that 30 receivers are going to get drafted in the first three rounds no so that's nuts uh offensive tackle as i mentioned just now all four of the top guys, uh, Jedrick oh, Wills, yeah. Andrew Thomas, Makai Becton, and Tristan Wirfs had insane days. The one I want to highlight, Tristan Wirfs, he broke records. Uh, he basically could probably slide in at tight end and be efficient. Um, <laughs> he's well, nuts. Yeah, there's that. There's, I mean, <laughs> Mackie Becton that's basically a woolly mammoth. That freaking... Yeah. With 17% body fat and runs a 5-1 is ridiculous. At, at 364 pounds, I think, yeah, is what he weighed Yeah, basically 370. At. I mean, he's he's a monster. I think Urza Cleveland was a good speed grade yeah. and a little bit of explosion. A uh, couple – uh, we always talk about Devin DuVernay, great combine so far. Nailed it. Just yep. nailed that. Yep, I'm I'm happy for him. And then the last guy I really want to talk about is Jabari Zuniga. Um, he just looked like a freak. Um, he was super athletic. He also ran a really fast forty for an edge rusher. 
Um, I think he he reminds me a little bit of uh, Matthew Judon. Uh, that's all I'll okay. say on him. Um, I like it. Yeah. Let's move on to combine losers. We are not calling these men losers. They are more successful than us. However, oh. their their combine may hurt their draft stock yeah. a little bit. Disappointments uh, is a right. better word, but yeah. winners and losers is a common term. Yes, of course. Um, first guy, Jake Fromm. We've yeah. touched on him twice already, or three times. I don't even remember, but it was not didn't good look, for Jake Fromm. Yeah. Tried to overthrow everything. Just didn't look good in general. I, he's he's going to be... He, he has a shot down the road if he learns a lot to be at best like Jimmy G. So... I'm not excited. He's he should be drafted in the fourth round. He shouldn't touch the field for two or three years at best. I I'm not excited. See, my my best case scenario for From is Josh McCown. Yeah, that's fine too. Different maybe, type of quarterback. Maybe obviously. Alex Smith. I mean, like just yeah. that kind of. I mean, we're, yeah, we're naming we're naming white quarterbacks. Whatever, it's fine. Uh, just keep, <laughs> No, but it's it's true. He doesn't have a cannon. He just kind of throws it decent everywhere. Measurable is not that good. Measurable is not great. Supposedly really smart. He's a winner. He's a winner. So I'll give him that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So T- we have listed here as combine losers, T. Higgins and J.K. Dobbins. And let me preface this with, I still think that these two players are very good prospects. But T. Higgins decided that he was going to rest, which turned out to be a bad move because his peers shined. I mean, we talked about all those receivers that had great days. They could all jump T. Higgins because his tape isn't super favorable in terms of his speed and his ability to separate. Um, He's going to have to answer some questions at his pro day. And then J.K. Dobbins, same kind of thing. He decided he wasn't going to work out. And the thing with JK is Jonathan Taylor definitely took advantage of this opportunity. DeAndre Swift didn't. He didn't really impress. Um, he didn't hurt his stock. He he showed what he needed to show. But JK could have run the 40 and basically solidified himself as RB1, I think. And he chose not to. There, there was a shot. That's, yeah. yeah. And and I uh, think J.K. is fast. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for Higgins, just saying he's sitting out for rest, was a terrible move by him and his agent. I, I mean, they already went through the medical. I, I don't know why you don't just say you pulled a hammy and you're not doing it. I I think right. saying you're resting is Looks bad. Of a, it's going to look as a weakness to teams, and I think that was an awful decision. These two are easily – they're going to be drafted in the top two rounds. They're going to be studs. Going to be drafted in our rookie mock draft in a bit here. It's not a question. They just they had a chance to solidify themselves at the top of their respective positions, and they didn't take it. Yeah, loser big time. Trey Adams, holy bad. Poor guy. I feel bad for this guy. He was he finished last in all of his testings, and then his agent was like, "Yo, so you should probably just stop, bro. Like you're just gonna pull out the rest of these because you (laughs) you're getting destroyed." Yeah, it was, it was bad. A few years ago, he was pegged as like a first-round talent. Uh, he obviously has had some injuries that have derailed his career a little bit, and I think they may have derailed him right off of draft boards. I don't think he's yeah. getting drafted. The thing, thing is, he's always just been a guy that's just pure power winner, 
not really known for any kind of athleticism above like an average level. Uh, I think he still has a place in the NFL, but if you compile such a bad week and just no explosion really with that injury history, it's going to be hard to get him drafted high. Yep. Uh, <laughs> this is sad. AJ Epinesa. Um, I almost took him off this list because I rewatched his, uh, I don't know what the drill is actually called the Ben drill where they had to run around in circles. Um, it's got many names. Yes. Uh, I was taught it as figure eight. <laughs> ah, yes. Um, that would be the name that would make sense. His figure eight wasn't as bad as I thought when I initially watched it. However, he ran a 5-1-0. His drills weren't great. He seemed to be... I, like Some of the defensive line drills, though, man, are... They yeah. blow my mind. Like, why are they having these guys backpedal and drop into coverage? I get that sometimes edges drop it, into the flat, but yeah, you're making defensive tackles do that. It they do that mind. as well at times, though, in certain places. Occasionally, but how many times but are those guys catching the ball? It's, I, I, <laughs> it, hey, you never know. I guess but so. But it just, it just, I mean, he had a chance to solidify himself as almost maybe up to all the way up to 11. Yeah, and I think I still think he's guaranteed to be a top probably twenty five pick at worst. I think we usually have him going Falcons, which I think is a great fit for them and him. Uh, but this didn't help anything. Is the problem? No. The one one thing I wanted to mention here: an unnamed major draft guy uh, from the Pewter Report. Make your inferences if you would like. Um, he has a third round grade on AJ Epinesa and said this may drop him. Uh, if he goes back and watches tape, adds in the combine, he will have a less than third round grade. I think that's crazy. Uh, yeah, it's just clickbait. It's clickbait and asinine. Yeah, sure that's not coward. I mean, <laughs> right? Colin Coward. Uh, Joe Burrow's not a good quarterback, Colin Coward. Um, Colin Coward that doesn't know which QBs played in which era. Right. Colin Coward. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And then the last guys that we have listed here, I'm going to group them all together. Uh, so Van Jefferson, Thad Moss, Zach Moss. Man, tough Just, day for yeah. Mosses. Uh, LaVisca Chenault and then Lloyd Cushenberry. They all had injuries. Um, Van and Thad, they popped up. In the the physicals, uh, Zach got hurt running his f- or right before he ran his forty, I believe, which is why his time yeah. was just atrocious. He ran a four yeah. seven. Lloyd Cushenberry, yeah, got hurt on a second attempt, I believe, about midway, and still ran almost. It was like point three tenths slower than his first. So good on him to an extent, but right. Still. And then Visca, he he ran despite he has a of what a core muscle injury yeah he was he sort. was apparently very hurt going into this and his and, agent had him do all these testings and he still um, had a what? pretty good day he still had a pretty I good mean, day it it it's it was kind of a disappointing day to an extent it was but worse but then you go after and you're like he has surgery right after this why t higgins rested why are you <laughs> testing right yeah, it doesn't make sense. And then the the other two that I should group into here, I don't know uh, what the, the outcome was, but the two linebackers, Kenneth Murray, Patrick Queen, they pulled up. Yeah. I think they may have returned to workouts afterwards. They may. Uh, we, we're kind of 
had to get off of it to do this. Um, right. I I don't think there's a point in adding them anyways because they didn't they're hurt clearly, their stock. They're clearly incredible first round linebackers that are clearly the second and third best, pretty much tied in our books. So. Yeah. Right. So that'll wrap up our NFL Combine discussion. Um, let us know what you think. Let us know if you thought you saw something different or if we're crazy or if you need me to chill out on Isaiah Simmons. Uh, obviously, just, just tweet at us at the Cut FFL. We are going to get right into our interview with Brandon. But first, we are going to tell you about an awesome sponsor. Yeah, that's right. Podcorn is that incredible sponsor. We could not keep putting out such mediocre, mediocre content without help from people like them. Uh, they are an amazing marketplace connecting podcasters to amazing podcast sponsorship opportunities such as host ad reads, interview segments, topical discussions, and much more. We love them. They've gotten us a lot of things already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And with Podcorn, there's no middleman. Uh, podcasters of all sizes can browse and choose opportunities right on the platform, uh, set their own rates, collaborate with brands directly without any exclusivities. If you have your own show, I promise you it's worth it to check them out. We're a fairly small show still. We're obviously still in the growing stages, and we've been able to land quite a few sponsors. Uh, so it's been a, a really good benefit to our podcast and, and what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Just go ahead and click the, click the link in our description to sign up for Podcorn yourself. Please start browsing those those sponsorship opportunities. They're an incredible sponsor of our show and hopefully they are for you guys soon too. Yep. Thank you guys. And thank you to our episode sponsor, Podcorn. All right. Welcome back guys. We are here with Brandon Park from a walk in the park podcast. Brandon, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? I'm not doing bad at all. Um, so we know your your podcast is fairly new uh, and it's titled A Walk in the Park. Can you tell me about what you're going to talk about, what your main topics are going to be? Uh, give our listeners something to uh, to entice them to listen. So basically what my show is going to be about is it's not so much just one single topic like sports, politics. It's more of just ongoing current events uh, and just giving the viewers and just people more of a chance to say what they want to say about it. Like, I feel like it's very important to see other people's views on other topics. And yeah, that's basically some of it. Good stuff. Well, as you know, we are a fantasy football podcast, NFL draft podcast. Today, obviously, we're, we're specializing in the draft as it is combine week. So I wanted to get your take on the big Tua rumor that if he is healthy, the Redskins will take him with the number two overall pick. What do you make of that? And are we looking at Josh Rosen, Josh Rosen Kyler Murray 2.0? Um, in my opinion, I think... Part of it makes sense. Part of it doesn't. Uh, Haskins, I mean, he played nine games last year. In my opinion, his, uh, his stats don't look too pretty. He wasn't very big in their uh, in their wins. Uh, their two wins against Detroit and Carolina, he had a total of just one interception, no touchdowns at all, uh, and a QBR of 15.1 and 14.7. So uh, he didn't really make that big of an impact this year. But he showed a lot of promise towards the end of the season. Um, 
Tua, I think, will have a better NFL career, though, on the other hand. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't fault them for looking into moving on from Haskins already, maybe giving him a fresh start somewhere else. Um, but in my opinion, I honestly think they should just go with Chase Young at number two. I mean, <laughs> there, there's, there's definite, there's definite reasons to see either side of it, but I definitely think they should go Chase Young number two. Yep. Yeah. Not, not Isaiah Simmons, right, Christian? Right. <laughs> no, not correct. Randy yeah, thinks... I, saw, I saw that tweet last night. <laughs> yeah. 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 He, spent, he spent the entire part, first part of this episode doing that too. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Big Isaiah Simmons guy. Um. All right. Kind of branching off of that, which situation do you think Tua fits in best? Obviously, he's been rumored to be a target of the Dolphins throughout basically the entire 2019 season. Uh, I know the Chargers are giving him looks. Uh, there were rumors about the Panthers, and then obviously now the Redskins. Do you see a team or situation in which uh, Tua is going to exceed his expectations in a better way? Okay, so I have a little ranking system that I did for this one. I have him, I have his best option being Carolina. I think they surround him with the best overall talent. Um, and. I mean, just look at the talent on that team, really. I mean, they were just a little banged up last year. Um, then I had Washington second. And I debated on switching Washington and uh, the Chargers. Um, I, I, I like the Washington Redskins uh, roster. It's nice and young. I mean, I love their coach. I wish Cleveland would have got Ron Rivera, in my opinion. That's who they should have gone with. But they have a lot of nice young pieces that I feel would fit well with him. And he has veteran quarterbacks to learn from from there with Case Keenum. Uh, I think they still have Colt McCoy, but I mean. Alex Smith, too. Yeah, yeah Alex Smith, Alex Smith. Um, so he'll have good experience with them. Uh, and then I had the Chargers, uh, sixth. Just they have really good offensive weapons. And. The only thing I worry with them is their O-line. Their O-line's garbage. Yep. But um, <laughs> their O-line's just straight trash. Uh, I I would like to see him in Miami, but I don't feel like that would be his best destination. Um, so, yeah, that's basically that. And uh, I also threw in the Patriots in case they wanted to trade up. <laughs> Randy likes that one. No, I don't. Uh, uh, a Patriots fan? <laughs> yeah, for other uh, reasons, but yeah. other reasons. I, I have good reasons, but nothing I talk I'll, about online. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll have to talk about that after. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that after. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, the, I I don't really hate that order to be honest. I mean, I probably switch up the Chargers and Redskins only for offensive yeah. weapons, but. Yeah, I understand. None of these teams have a good old line, though. Oh, no. So for no. a guy that gets hurt a ton, this is not great. <laughs> yeah. I, and, yeah. And I would say the Panthers have the best one, and yeah. they still don't have a good left tackle, which would be a right tackle, I guess, for Tua. But, yeah, he, he's going to go to a situation where they're going to need to build uh, around him and build up that offensive line if he's going to be successful no matter what. So Exactly. Exactly. I completely agree with that. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. Who do you have as your wide receiver one in this draft class? Is it okay. Lamb, Is Lamb, it? Judy, someone else? 
Okay, this one, it took me a long time to finally come <laughs> up with an answer because they're so they're both so good. Yep. I think they're both going to have really successful NFL careers. Um, but if I was a GM and I was drafting the best wide receiver, I'd probably go Judy. Just because of, uh, I mean, Alabama talent. I mean, yeah. Look, look at look at their prospects compared to Oklahoma's past prospects. I mean, I don't think you can really beat that. I think yeah. I think Alabama has the best wide receiver prospects usually. Yeah, yeah. Lamb, Lamb, Lamb. Don't get me wrong. Lamb easily could be in that. He easily could be better than Judy. I think it's just what you want in a receiver, basically, at that point. Yeah, yeah. They're they're two different types of receivers. I've struggled mm-hmm. with this. Uh, I talked about it on the earlier part of the episode that Lamb might be inching into my wide receiver one. Uh, Judy didn't have a great combine. Ruggs has a chance to get there. But uh, as of right now, I agree with you that Jerry Judy's my wide receiver one. And I know Randy agrees with us. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. One. And I was actually going to mention that I think Ruggs actually deserves a little bit more of the conversation for wide receiver one. I think he's a little passed on in that uh, conversation. So, uh, yeah, he just gets a little bit overshadowed by Judy there. That's the only problem for him. Yeah, because I I honestly would not be surprised if Ruggs comes out as the best wide receiver in this class. It's all said and done. I will not be surprised. Yeah. For for these guys, it might all just be landing spot. To be honest, too, it could be. It could be. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Well, uh, moving on to you. Do you have any <laughs> late round guys that you're really just feel have a good feeling about making that first season impact? Yeah, I actually have two. One I for sure want to talk about, and people sleep on him all the time. Uh, Lynn Bowden Junior. Junior out of uh, University of Kentucky. I mean, I was lucky enough to see him play in high school, and I mean, his college game. It he's by far one of the most versatile players in this draft, and I feel like as long as he goes in the right team, he's gonna make a huge impact from day one. I could see it happening right now. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you there. Uh, Randy and I off the air mentioned Lynn Bowden. Um, it, for our, our rookie draft that we were doing. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think he's one of the more interesting prospects because he doesn't have a lot of tape at his primary position because he was asked to play quarterback last year. He's not a quarterback in the NFL, but he is a weapon. Uh, I, I think he could be similar to uh, Percy Harvin in that aspect. But, um, I was going to say Devin Harris, Percy Harvin. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not Hester, I said Devin Hare as well. Yeah. Uh and then uh the wide receiver out of Liberty, uh what's his name? Antonio Gandy Golden. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh any any wide receiver that's six foot four or bigger, that's an automatic target for me. I, I love I love a big wide receiver, big tall wide receiver target. Um just has the body. Uh, only thing I didn't like about it was his forty time. I thought it should have been a little bit better. Uh, yeah, but F- fits the tape for me, but it's fine. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. It, my, my my thing, my thing with the wide receiver is speed and size, speed and size. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I sort of like Metcalf, but at the same time, I didn't like his hands really that much. 
Can't but, can't argue with you there. At a certain yeah. point, at a certain point it becomes all about coaching. So yeah, <laughs> that's I why all these things incredible. Uh, yeah, those. I mean, those two could easily have impacts just because of their skill sets off the bat, and Golden yeah. just size uh, and route running, but that size can be impactful for any team. Yeah, yeah. There there are some people who have him ranked as in their top five receivers, which is a little crazy to me. Is it? Yes, he is uh-huh. uh, he's like top fifteen for me, but I have a second round talent on him, so I am with you there, Brandon. Um, don't don't come on <laughs> Pull out the receipts on me. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> Brandon, where can we find your podcast? I know you haven't uh, dropped your first episode yet, but I know you have a Twitter. What's that handle? Where can we find you? Uh, where can our, our listeners go to get some more of this content? Okay, so the Twitter page is at walkinthepark.p9. It's going to change, but it's <laughs> at walkinthepark.p9. It's the only one I could come up with at the time. <laughs> and uh, you can reach out to me there. Uh, I'll have all the uploads when I'm uploading uh, a podcast or filming what the topics are get the fans involved viewers involved um and i plan on uploading to apple podcast and spotify uh hopefully record the first podcast next week sweet all right sounds good awesome well thank you for joining us uh we will be sure to put that uh twitter handle in our description so listeners uh if you liked what brandon brought to the table go give his Uh, podcast page a follow again thank you brandon for joining us and i'm sure we'll have you on again especially once you get your your first couple episodes uh published oh i'd love to thank you for having me of course all right you you too all right so that was our interview with brandon park check out his new podcast we are going to get into our superflex rookie mock draft 2.0 I said in a video this week, we did our first one back in January. Our rankings have changed quite a bit. Uh, And we also lost Sean in the process. So now Randy and I have more picks. Uh, Well, Sean will be back still. So don't don't worry. Uh, He'll be back. But for now, we're going to continue with our rookie mocks. I have the first pick. It's Joe Burrow. Pretty simple. Uh, If this was anyone other than Joe Burrow, Randy would have quit the podcast. I would (laughs) have quit the podcast myself. So. Uh, pretty easy yeah. pick for me here. Only way it's not Joe Burrow is if you have like, <laughs> like Mahomes, Watson, and maybe like Kyler or something. I don't know how you have that. Baker, uh, Wentz, Dad. And even if you, even if you did have that, you'd be trading back from here. So yeah. I, it doesn't matter. Joe Burrow's number one. And with that, I'm going to it too. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you can go after. I mean, he's clearly the second best quarterback in this draft. He's clearly. As long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a stud for years to come. Easy choice for me in a super flex here. So I, I, I do love other guys. I know we kind of varied this last time. That was kind of early before. And obviously, we definitely want more experience with rookie drafts as it goes anyway. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I think those are the consensus top two picks. Again, de- depending on the makeup of your roster. But if you... If you know that you're not going to pick a quarterback, trade back, uh, get some extra assets. Number three, I'm going to stick to it, and I'm going Jordan Love here. A uh, little crazy, wow. but 
as of right now, I just talked about it. I still have him as my third quarterback. I still really think he's going to be a great NFL quarterback. I know he's going to redshirt a little bit. He's going to need to. But say he goes to uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, for example, that gives an incredible opportunity for a starting quarterback for a very long time. I have blown Randy's mind. He is going yeah, nuts over there. I am. <laughs> he has wow. no idea what to do. Uh, but yes, Jordan Love is my third overall pick. <laughs> I, I'm not even like I'm not mad because like <laughs> it's it's not against reason for the third quarterback that goes at like five or six to be here. So like, it's just crazy. But it's even it's not even crazy because in our actual league, you've talked about taking Jordan Love at fourth. I will. I don't I even have him. a first round pick anymore. Hallelujah, getting DeAndre Hopkins. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'm going to go to. This is easy for me. DeAndre Swift at four. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, I figured that <laughs> was coming. Uh, that's okay. Best running back in the class. Running backs are ultra valuable. Easy pickings there. Yep, yep. And then I'm going to get a little funky here. But I, no, I will I'm point no, out. I will point out three quarterbacks off the top. That person at four might get jumpy with Herbert. Oh, yeah. I oh, can yeah. see it. I guarantee if those are the first three picks, Justin Herbert goes four, whether it's to the person that holds the pick or if they take advantage of it and trade out. Um, but, yeah, Herbert might go there. Instead, Randy took Swift, which makes sense. I am going to – I said I was getting funky. I'm not getting funky. Jerry Judy, uh, he's still my wide receiver one, just barely now. Uh, we didn't talk about him too much. Uh, with our combine discussion, but I did bump up CD a little bit and they're almost completely tied again. Uh, and I think pro days matter here. This could be CD by the end of it, but for now, Jerry Judy, I think he's going to hit his, his route running and, and his technique is going to allow him to be more successful early, but that isn't really going to matter. Cause I think Jerry Judy is going to have a great career. So I'll take yeah. him with the fifth pick. I, I think it's six here for me. This has to do with a little bit of landing spot. I think it's kind of a choice. I'll, I'll say it's a choice with Herbert in there as well, but it's City Lamb, J.K. Dobbins, and Jonathan Taylor. I personally have Dobbins over Taylor uh, just because he has a better receiving floor. I would go J.K. Dobbins here because I value that running back a little bit more than the wide receiver at this aspect uh, just because there's it's a deeper wide receiver class. So, yep. But th I think those are the four options that right there and kind of rolls into yours. Yep. So that's going to be Jonathan Taylor with pick number seven. Uh, he made it pretty easy. I think that uh, I haven't updated my running back rankings since the combine. I think Jonathan Taylor might be in play to be my RB2 at the very least. Uh, obviously, I knew he was fast. I, I didn't have concerns about that, but he kind of cemented himself as really freaking fast um and his production is just crazy so jonathan taylor here pick number seven yep and i think Eek, because they're still the second best receiver i'm gonna go cd lamb here i think he's either gonna be mo he's most likely either gonna be a cardinal jag raider jet or colt i don't think he gets kind of passed there so uh, I mean, worst case, Bronco. I think those are all pretty decent situations. Second best receiver in the class. Not even close, really, to me. At this, There's one other guy there, but 
It's fine. Yep. And speaking of the one other guy, Henry Ruggs is coming off. Uh, I don't have much to say about this. I think Henry Ruggs has the opportunity to be the best receiver in this draft class. Uh, speed kills uh, and, and speed in the NFL is very valuable. And obviously, Henry Ruggs has more than just speed. I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs over uh, Justin Herbert here. It would also be over another running back, which would probably be what? Clyde? Clyde the Glide? Or Cam, or Cam Akers on your. Yeah. Depending, yeah. Uh, which makes 10 easy for me. I'm taking the last reliable quarterback here and Justin Herbert. It pretty much at six and eight, I've been considering him. So I think, especially in Superflex, that he's gone. Yep. Um, <clears throat> that makes it tough for me because we talked about Justin Jefferson. I really liked what he did at the combine. He's my clear cut wide receiver four. Um, just behind the top three guys. I really like what Clyde did. He ran a little slow, but that doesn't matter because he's shifty. He has a, a bowling ball nature. Plus, he's an athletic freak. He jumped like 8 million feet into the air. Uh, oh, man. Plus, Jacob Eason's still there. Uh, oh, no. Hey, you got a pick. Justin Jefferson. Okay. It's crazy yeah, that... I, I assume who your number 12 pick is going to be in there. A ton of LSU players here. Uh, are you, are you yeah. picking Clyde? No. Oh, damn. Cam Ooh. Akers. Cam, Cam Akers over Cam Clyde. Akers. Cam Akers is a better chance to be a three down back. And I think he lands in a really good situation. Uh, how you want to get freaky and go two rounds here? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can right, do that. Two. And let's uh, go two. So I have, wow, this is getting, <laughs> this is on the spot decisions right here. Yep. Uh, this is That's crazy. Uh, top of the second, I am going Clyde. It's fine. Because I Makes think, sense. I think he does have a good chance to be a three down back. And I think he's still my RB4. Yep. I think 14's an easy T Higgins for me then. I think he can play three positions at the receiver uh, spot. Sorry, you started typing (laughs) where I did. And he's shown to take over a game as a possession receiver. I think he's going to have a great day at this pro day, obviously because it's a pro day. But I I still see him probably going in the first round just because of his skill set. Yeah. Okay, Jacob Eason. Wow. All the quarterbacks gone. Yeah, well, I I think early round two is where you can look at that because, I mean, there's a chance that Jacob Eason is a first-round quarterback. I actually think I have him tied with Herbert for my quarterback four right now. So uh, I like the value here. I think that Jacob Eason is going to have a successful NFL career. I could be wrong. Uh, I know he has some character issues that haven't really gone away. Uh, So Jacob Eason... Hey, you do you, buddy. Uh, I'm going to go with another speedster that added on weight at the combine and kind of hurt himself, but I still like Jalen Rager's value. I think his playing speed is ridiculous, and I think he's going to be a phenomenal receiver at the next level. He's just got to find the right team. Sweet. 
I'm going to go Cole Komet. I'm going to get wow, really freaky. Yeah, I, I feel like tight end is undervalued um, in Dynasty. I personally have three potential top 12 tight ends on my team, so I would never, ever make this pick. Uh, however, Cole Komet, still our consensus tight end one, unless Chase Claypool comes out and says that he is playing tight end. So I am going with him. I can't really blame you there. Uh, oh, dang. I didn't see the next page. My next pick is the guy that should not have participated, and that's LaVisca Chanel Jr. Okay. Uh, kind of a physical freak, plays a lot of positions. I think with that rushing floor in there as well, um, I I think we, we've said he's going to be a better Cordero Patterson. I think he can kind of get you that consistency of what Debo Samuel did down the stretch where he kind of does a couple things here and there. Uh, I don't think he's the same type of athlete at all. Obviously I just really like his skill set, and I think he's going to get a good team. So, yeah, I, I don't hate that at all. <laughs> Next pick, my boy Denzel Mims. Um, I, I did react a little bit to the combine. He moved up my rankings. Uh, a little too far, uh, probably. <laughs> I'll be honest. He jumped T. Higgins for me. Uh, he also jumped Visca. So uh, Denzel Mims here. I don't have much to say about it. I love him. <laughs> I don't got much to say about it, though. Uh, <laughs> so for me, this is kind of tough here. Um, I think there's kind of a tier wide receiver still left. Uh, and there's kind of slim pickings at running back left. Uh, yep. To a certain extent. But because of that and more receiver depth, if you're looking as maybe picking in the same slot in the next round, I'm going to go Zach Moss. Interesting. I think him getting injured is going to slip him down the board a bit as we get further down into this. And I think he could get a good spot and I capitalize right there. I'm going to get really weird here, man. <laughs> AJ Dillon. AJ uh, Dillon over Keto Benjamin, over Keyshawn Vaughn. Yep. yep. I love it. And, and here's why. <laughs> here, let me explain why really quickly. Uh, I don't think AJ Dillon has a really good receiving floor in, in fantasy. He, he has none. Uh, however, what he does have is a touchdown floor, in my opinion, because he's yeah. a massive human being. Uh, he could be lined up in fullback slots and just eat the touchdowns, just eat them up. And yeah. so I'll take him. All right. Well, I'm moving to Brandon Ayuk next. He's getting first round buzz. I don't think that's even close to possible. I think he's a second round guy with kind of a third round floor just depending on how the waves go. But he's got he's got a great skill set for this next level. He can be used on almost any offense. So I'm excited. There's been a lot of talk going to the Packers, I think, way too early in the first, but I don't know why he couldn't go in the second to them, and that is an incredible fit for them. Yeah. If they don't get Justin Jefferson. Yep. I agree <laughs> with that. All right, my uh, last pick of our little mock draft <laughs> Obviously, I've picked quite a few quarterbacks, but this one, we just talked about him as a winner at the Combine. Jalen Hurts is coming off the board in the second round. 
of this rookie mock draft. I love him. I think that he has a shot to contribute right out of the gate. I've put Russell Wilson as a comp to him, which is unfair to Jalen Hurts. Um, But their college careers were similar. The things that I've seen out of Jalen since then have made this pick a little bit easier for me. So Jalen Hurts, second to last pick of the second round. I don't hate it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Go Jake Brown. he won't. That kind of that actually kind of takes what I was gonna I was gonna just sneak in with the last of the second round. <laughs> um, so I'm going. So I think this is down between Keyshawn Vaughn, Eno Benjamin. For me, I'm gonna say Tyler Johnson still, Love and it. Brian Edwards. I think that's kind of where I'm at, just because those are two wide receivers that have like physical skill sets and production. Uh, just to show that they can be dominant in certain sets, at least. I think as long as they get in the right system, I don't want to speak on whatever's going on with Tyler Johnson because that starts a fight. I really don't care, to be honest with you. I'm not a GM, so I don't have to make that pick. But in a dynasty, if he's, let's be real here, if he gets picked in the second round, I'm not getting him here. No, definitely not. Just because of his college production. So my hope as a fantasy, as a dynasty owner here, is to get him in the third round, I think. Uh, yeah. But it's, I'm just going to put him here. And I, I think there's some other guys that I listed that could go here. Maybe even KJ Hamler as well. Uh, maybe even another tight end. But I think this is a good mix at that spot. And I think you're, you're going for a shot here at the end of the second. So I think yeah. Tyler Johnson's the best shot. I love it. So that'll wrap it up. Uh, that was that was fun. That was a nice was uh, yeah. change up on the spot. A little curveball in here. I I do like how I have only the two hundred one. Well, my first pick this year for our dynasty now is the two hundred one, and I'm staring at Clyde around Cam Akers, Clyde the Glide, T Higgins, Jalen. I'm good with that. Yeah. I'm good with that, boys. Yeah, that's I'm good not, with that. That is <laughs> nice. I'm gonna get Keyshawn Vaughn in the third. Oh, it's going to be great. All right. Well, that'll do it for episode 207. Thank you guys for sticking with us throughout this episode. Follow us at The Cut FFL on all of our socials. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Still looking for someone to run our Instagram account for us. I hate doing that shit. Uh, It's not going to happen. Definitely not. Unpaid social media intern. Uh, You get valuable experience and get to work with us. We're awesome. Yeah, pretty iffy on that last one. But uh, another shout out. Thank you to Podcorn and Anchor for, for sponsoring this episode. We will talk to you next week. Peace.